0: Hi everyone, Pastor Peter here from Living Christ Church in Arlington Heights. I am so glad that you found us this morning, uh, or whenever you're watching this. Whether you're one of our members, hello to all of you, I miss you dearly. Or whether you have just found us on the internet somewhere, I I am glad that you are worshiping with us today. Uh, While this isn't usually how we worship, it is one of the gifts of being a part of God's church. That we are God's people, scattered throughout the world, gathered around his his word, And while we would much prefer to be together this morning uh, in our sanctuary, seeing each other's smiling faces, what a gift it is that we can gather together in this in this technological way. So I, I'm glad that you're here worshiping with us. And before we begin this morning, I do just have a couple notes for you. And the first is just for our members. I want to encourage you, uh, dear members of, of Living Christ, to be consistent in your financial giving. I, I know we're living in uncertain times. And... And this virus has affected all of us, including financially. And so while our giving might not be what it was even just a week ago, right? That's, it's, that's not really what it's about. Our giving to God is never about hitting a number, right? It's about reflecting Christ's sacrificial generosity in our own lives. So I would encourage you to visit our website where you can make a one-time or recurring gift. And that's at www.livingchristlutheran.org give. Uh, the second uh, note is for all of us watching today, and, and that is that if you have any sort of need, be it a spiritual need, a prayer request, or, or whether it's a physical need, you have a need for groceries from the store, you just can't get out right now with everything going on, or you're afraid of getting sick, please let us know. There's a spot on our website, again, www.livingchristlutheran.org, where you can let us know about any needs that you or a loved one has. And we we need to stay connected at this time. And it's a little bit harder to do that, but but pray that you would use that tool should any need in your life arise. Uh, also, would love for you to, to be involved in the worship this morning. Right, we we miss saying hi to everyone. We miss miss our fellowship time. We even miss some of the more interactive aspects of our wor- uh, of our worship together, the, the calls and responses, the communal singing. So while we can't quite replicate that uh, in in this online way, would encourage you to leave a comment to this video. Right, just say hi to your other worshipers. Uh, maybe offer up something you're thankful for. Maybe leave some feedback on, on how, you, how you think this worship is going. Uh, leave a prayer request, uh, but, but get involved. Uh, let's, let's stay connected at this time, and, and that's just one small, uh, fun way that we can do that. I uh, also want to let you know that I have put some links to some YouTube videos with the music for this service. Um, so I encourage you, once this is over, or you can even hit pause now, go and check out those links. Again, we're we're not singing together, but I encourage you to to listen to or sing along with the music that that I have shared there. Those are just some of the ways we're we're trying to enhance our worship together. Uh, Well, again, thank you for worshiping with us this morning. Uh, I wish we could be all together in person, but I pray that you are blessed by our time together as we listen to and are shaped by the word of God, as we hear his promises and are comforted by his unending love. These are uncertain times, but some things never change. And that is our need for a Savior. And that Savior has come. So we worship together today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we open up our worship, we we do so with an opening prayer to steady and gather our thoughts and our minds together. And our opening prayer for today is Luther's morning prayer. Uh, A wonderful way to start any day, and it's how we'll start our worship together this morning. If you're not worshiping with us in the morning, by the way, uh, that's okay. Uh, May these words still continue to guide you. Let us pray. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. As we make our way to the cross of Good Friday and the empty tomb of Easter Sunday, we, we do so reflecting reflecting on, on that amazing sacrifice of Jesus and, and the love that he shows us there. But, but the truth is that we can never appreciate that, just how awesome of a gift that is until we recognize our great need for it. Uh, we, we can't see how deep God's love go and, and goes until we see how deep the problem of sin in our own lives goes as well. And so at this time, we're going to confess our sins together. Not to beat ourselves up or to make ourselves feel bad or just to pile on the guilt, but we confess our sins and, and that's our way of giving those sins to God, right? Placing them into his arms, arms which are big enough and strong enough to hold them all. We, we speak our sins to God knowing that he speaks back to us a word of love and grace and compassion. And so I invite you to confess your sins in, in the silence of your hearts wherever you are today and you may though use the words on our screen to guide that time together. We confess. Dear brothers and sisters, we are living in a very new world, aren't we? I've uh, Heard it said by a lot of people these days that we're all living with a new normal. We've never had to deal with these quarantines and isolation and, and, and everything that's going on. Uh, there's lots of new going on. So, so instead, let me remind you of something old. Uh, a promise that goes back centuries. A, a love that has spanned millennia. And that's the love of our, of our amazing God. A love that sent his only begotten son into this world, Jesus. Jesus, who lived the perfect life that we can never live. Jesus, who died that sacrificial death and took our place. It was Jesus who rose from the tomb so long ago. And may that old message of God's love, that unchanging message of grace, may it be your identity, may it be your comfort, may it be your hope. Because, dear friends, no matter what what you confess to God this morning, he speaks back to you a word of forgiveness. And so you are. You are God's forgiven, beloved child today. No matter what changes, no matter what new things come our way, that promise always stays the same. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue right now by listening to God's word the word of god which shapes us and forms us the the story of god which is also our story and i pray that that the story we listen to today and the words that we hear that that they would not only go into your ears but change your heart and so we we begin by reading from psalm 89 this morning psalm 89 verses 1 through 4 and i, I thought what timely words These readings were chosen a long time ago, but I I thought, how perfect for today. Because in Psalm 89, we are reminded that God's love never changes, that his faithfulness is everlasting, and no matter what swirls around us, we can count on God's love and faithfulness for us. He will always be there. So listen to these words. Follow along. Psalm 89, 1-4. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you established your faithfulness in heaven itself. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant, I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. This is the word of the Lord. In our second reading for today, in our gospel reading, it comes to us from Mark chapter 12, uh, verses 28 to 34. And here we hear about the, the greatest commandment, the command to love our Lord and to love our neighbors as ourselves. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and that there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. This is the gospel reading of our Lord. This time we continue by sharing our faith together, by confessing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I love speaking the Creed. I wish I was doing it with all of you. But it reminds me that I am not alone in my faith. Right? We're, we're living in, in somewhat of a lonely time. A lot of our connections have been broken. And what the creed reminds me is, is that I am a part of something much bigger, that I am surrounded by a large family of brothers and sisters throughout the world that stretches back through history. And what unites us is our common faith in Jesus, a faith expressed in the words that we are about to share together. So I invite you, wherever you are, to speak these words, whether they're out loud or in the silence of your heart with me, the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, Have you ever been asked to do something that maybe sounded really simple or, or even easy when you first heard it, uh, but you, you actually had no idea how to do it? Like a simple command that you were just completely lost over, right? So uh, this actually happens to me all the time, uh, but maybe it's happened to you. Maybe it ha- it's happened to you at work, right? Your, your boss tells you or asks you, can, can, you, run, can you run that report for me? And maybe you're new or, or things have been kind of hard at work, so you're hesitant to ask. And it sounds simple, right? Just run the report. But you're like, well, what report? And, and how do I run it, right? Well, what am I supposed to do? Or uh, maybe a better example would be at home, right? Maybe uh, if, if you are married or have kids, like maybe your spouse said something like, can, can you just take care of the kids? Like, well, what does that mean? Am I supposed to feed them dinner? Am I just supposed to watch them? Do they have soccer practice? Am I supposed to take them there? Or, or maybe someone asked you can, you, can you just take care of dinner? Right? And you're thinking, okay, that sounds simple, but it could mean like a thousand things. Am I supposed to pick out a recipe or am I supposed to go grocery shopping? Am I supposed to go pick something up to eat, like grab a pizza? Or, or, or are they asking me to cook dinner? And I don't know that I, I can do that. Right? It sounds so simple. Just take care of dinner, but it could mean so many different things. Or, or maybe they just say, can you take care of the deck? Like, what does that mean? Am I just supposed to kind of sweep things up or straighten up the furniture? Or, or, or are they asking me to like restain it? Is this a really big job on it? Have you ever been asked to do something that sounded so simple, but you were lost on the practicalities of how you were going to do that? Again, this this happens to me uh, all of the time. And and so maybe it's no surprise, and and maybe this is just me, that that, that's kind of how I was feeling over today's gospel reading from Mark chapter 12. In Mark 12, we hear this very simple command uh, ends up being two commands from Jesus and it sounds so simple, sound easy, but, but every time I reflect on it, I, I have to wonder to myself, like, what is Jesus asking me to do? How do I do that, right? Uh, today, Jesus, uh, someone asks him, what is the greatest command? And he, uh, he answers by saying, love the Lord your God with, with everything, with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And, and that should be easy, right? Jesus is saying, just, just love but I have to wonder, right, how do I do that? And maybe you're wondering, right? Like, how do we love Jesus? Maybe you've never thought about these things. Maybe it's just me, but I I think about it a lot. How do you love God? And and, and what does that look like? Right? It's one thing to maybe have a feeling of love towards God, but like, how do I actually love Him in in practical ways, right? Because love is more than just a feeling, it's more than just passion. Right, I, I, at least biblical love—it's—it's it's a feeling, it's passion, but it's also, but it's also action. And and so, how do I love God? It's—it's uh, it's not a problem for me of desire, right? I want to love God, uh, but but my problem is a practical problem of how. How do I love him? Maybe you've maybe you've wondered this, this See, the same. See, the problem is that I, I know how to love other people. I, I by no means am perfect at it, but I at least have an idea of, of what that can look like, right? I know that loving my parents means calling the phone, everyone, uh, calling them on the phone every once in a while. I I know that loving my wife can look like uh, flowers. It can look like a hug. It, it can look like taking her out on a special date. I, I know that showing love to my church family could be something like writing a little note or a little card to someone, uh, saying thank you a gift that they've given, right? I, I know what it looks like practically to love the the, the people in my, my life, but I, I struggle like, like, how do I fulfill this command that sounds so simple to love God, right? How can I show him that I love him with all my heart and soul and mind and strength? I, I know it doesn't look the same as loving uh, my wife or my, my parents or my church friends, right? I mean, I, I can't send a card to God. I, can't just write heaven on, a, on an envelope and expect it to, to get to him. And I mean, what would God do with flowers, right? I, I wish I could hug him, but that's not really practical, right? So I, I know that loving God will look different than loving the people around me in my life, but I just, I just don't have a great picture of what that look looks like. Maybe you struggled with with the same. Uh, The blessing for today is is that Jesus actually kind of fleshes it out for us today. He actually helps answer that question that some of us might be wondering, how do I love God with everything that I am? Uh, If if you remember, in our reading for today, uh, Jesus has been asked a question by a Jewish leader called a scribe, and the scribe is kind of like a, a, a lawyer. He's really studied the law. And in, in in the Jewish tradition, there are some 613 commands that God had given to his people. That's an awful lot, right? And this scribe had probably studied uh, every single one of them. And, and there was this debate among the scribes and the other Jewish leaders and even probably some of the everyday people as to which one of these 613 commands is the greatest. And, and so this scribe kind of... Uh, enters Jesus into that debate, right? He wants to hear how Jesus answers this common question about which one of the 613 commands is, is the greatest. And, and what's interesting to me about Jesus and his answer, and Jesus always gives such interesting answers, uh, Jesus doesn't respond with one command, does he? Right? The, the, the scribe asked for one, like, which is the greatest? There's only one greatest, and yet Jesus gives two, two commands. He says, love the Lord with everything that you are, And then he says to love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, What's interesting about Jesus here is that he takes these two commands, both of them are from the Torah, the the ancient Jewish law found in the scriptures, and he brings them together, right? And and what he says is that loving God and loving your neighbor are inseparable. And in fact, what Jesus seems to be suggesting is that loving God looks like loving your neighbor or, or put a... Put another way, loving your neighbor in real, tangible ways, right, is an expression of your love for God. So when you love God, Jesus is saying, you love your neighbor. Uh, Martin Luther, a uh, famous theologian, you might have heard of him before, he was fond of saying that God doesn't need your good works, right? God doesn't need you to write him a letter or buy him. Flowers or, or to give him a hug, right? God doesn't need you to pick up groceries for, for him on, on your day off, right? God doesn't need your good works. What is he going to do with them? He's God. He says, but, but your neighbor does. Right? And, and I think what he's getting at again is that when you do good works for your neighbor, in, in some way, you're actually doing them also for God. When when you take time out of your day and you make sacrifices for the people that God has placed in your life, that's one way that you love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. Right, so so I, I think what Jesus reminds us today is that loving God is not this mystical, purely spiritual act, that loving God is is... In that way, very tangible. It is very practical. If if you've been, if you've been longing to show God your love for Him, all you have to do is go find someone and serve them. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call someone who's lonely. All you, uh, all you have to do is pray for someone in need. When when you love your neighbor, you love God. Uh, recognizing that these two commandments are so deeply and intimately tied together. Uh, This has changed things for me, to be honest. Uh, Here's a little confession time you get to see into the the heart of your pastor. Recognizing that these two things go together has has been a a complete game changer for me, right? Because to me now, loving God in, in the practical ways, right, it's not a mystery anymore. It's not some puzzle that I got to figure out. In, in fact, it's actually simple. It's, it's not easy, right? But, um, but it's simple. I, I don't need to figure out this puzzle on how to love God and, and what does that look like, right? I, I don't need to rack my brain of, of looking for ways to love him, right? A loving God looks like stepping outside my door, looking at the needs around me and doing my part and needing them. It, it looks like caring for the people that God has placed in in, in my life. Having said that, uh, I still have another problem. <laughs> uh, this passage helps remind me that uh, when, I, when I look to love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, that I, I need to express that in my love for neighbors. So that's helpful, but I still have this problem. And it's no longer a problem of how, Jesus has answered that for me, but it, it has become this problem of capacity. And I don't know if you have, have this problem or if you feel this way, but but I feel like like there's a capacity to my love. Like I have so much love to give, and once I reach that that point, like I just don't have any more, right? So I, I have my I have my wife to love, I have my parents to love, I have siblings that I love, I have my church family. That I love. I have friends that I love. Uh, most recently in my life, we have a new baby at home. She's taken a whole lot of my love, and uh, sometimes I just feel like, well, I don't know that I have any more, any more to give, right? I wish that I had uh, so much love, right? Like all the love in my heart, and my mind, and my soul, and in my strength to give to God. But like, there are all these other people that are that I'm that I'm sharing my love with, and. And it's hard to, to love God so, so deeply as he calls us today when, when I'm giving so much of my love to other people. Again, it's not that I don't want to love God with all my heart and mind and soul and my strength, but, but, I, but I kind of feel worn out from my love, at, at least some days. And maybe you know what, what I mean. Like I, I wish that I could just sit down and, and bask and, and give all my love to God, but I, I feel like I've already spent it. I, I feel like my capacity is is at its tipping point I, i've reached i've reached the max and so maybe you've wondered the same thing right like how do i love god with everything when i'm already giving so much of it away well uh, again jesus helps answer that question for us today and his his answer for that or 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 maybe uh How we are able to do that is answered in in the first part of our reading. So when Jesus first answers the question, which is the greatest command, he begins by sharing these very familiar words. He's actually quoting Deuteronomy 6.4. Now, some of you, Deuteronomy 6.4, it means nothing to you. But some of you will recognize that Deuteronomy 6.4 is the Shema. Uh, The Shema was kind of like the ancient Israelite creed. It was a short little phrase, Deuteronomy 6, 4, that these that the ancient Israelites prayed on a daily basis, multiple times a day. They would have spoken these words from Deuteronomy 6:4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, strength. That's the Shema. And again, multiple times a day, the Jewish people would have been reciting these words, like a creed, like a prayer to God. And uh, when when they did that, when they when they began that phrase, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord our one," when they were calling upon God's name, they weren't just saying God's name, right? What they were doing was they were calling to mind everything that that one God had done for His one people, Israel. And so every time they recited the Shema, "Hear, O Lord." our hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. They they were reminded about everything that God had done for them, right? That that God had created the world with Adam and Eve, that that he had rescued that world in in, in Noah from the flood, that that he had promised amazing things to Abraham, and that he had kept those promises, uh, that that he had rescued the people from, from Egypt, that he had walked with them through the desert, that he had brought them safely into the promised land, that that, that he had provided for them, that he had given them kings like they asked for, right? Every time the, the Jewish people would have recited this phrase that Jesus quotes from, t- from today, that they would have called to mind so many things about the faithfulness and the love of their God. I, I, I think Jesus quotes those words for a reason. Because when he, when he tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves, he, he recognizes that, that that love flows from God's love, that the only reason that we're able to love God and love our neighbor is because God has first loved us. And he's shown us that love throughout the history of the scriptures, throughout his history with the ancient people. And and now he's shown us that love of God so clearly in himself, in the sacrifice of the cross. The only reason that you and I can love God or love our neighbor for a minute, for a second, is because God first loved us and because he laid down his life for us on the cross. Because he loved us so much that he gave up everything for us. And and that love of God displayed for us on the cross is an unending, forever love. It's a love that never runs dry. It never goes empty. It is that love of God which is continually poured out into our hearts through faith. And because we have a God that has loved us so much and, and that continues to love us day after day after day, that's the only way, the only way that you and I can begin to love God and love our neighbor. And, and, and see, the, the truth is that in Jesus, our, our capacity goes through the roof. We have a limitless capacity to love now because every time we love and we give a little bit of our love away, the love of God continues to replenish us. And so we don't have to worry about rationing our love. We don't have to worry about holding some back. But we can give our love away to God by loving our neighbor day after day after day, knowing that God has first loved us and that that love isn't going anywhere. And so I would like to encourage you this week to to ask yourselves this important question. How can I love God? And as you ask yourself that question, I really hope in light of today's reading that that you're answering that question by by asking yourself a second question. Who are my neighbors and what are their needs? And how can I meet them? Because by loving your neighbor, you will love God. And I hope you ask yourselves those questions and, and you think about how you might fulfill those commandments remembering. That God first loved you, and that his love for you will always be there. In Jesus' name, amen. It is that love of God which fills us and gives us confidence, confidence to approach our creator God, the one who, who put the stars in the sky, we know now hears our humble prayers and requests. And so I invite you, wherever you are, to bow your heads and pray with me as we turn to our God. Casting every worry and burden into His care, let us pray. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your amazing love. We pray that that love would encourage us and fill us, that that we would come to more and more trust in that love and rely on that love. That the love would define us, and then, Lord, help us to live out that love. Help us to share your love with our neighbor. Help us to love you by By loving our our neighbor in in not just word or thought, but in action. Lord, loving our neighbor as you call us to do today is going to look different in the world that we're living in, uh, separated at this time. But but Lord, the calling is the same. So Lord, open up our hearts and our eyes that we might look for the opportunities that you have laid before us to be your church and to fulfill this calling and, and to love our neighbors with real tangible action. So, Lord, uh, give us strength. Encourage us, Lord. Send us out so that we might find the right ways to do this. Lord, at this time, we also would like to pray for our leaders. In this troubling, scary time, Lord, be with them. Guide our president and our legislature, our mayor and our governor. Lord, all who lead us in in various ways. Uh, Be with our police officers and firefighters. Be with Those who lead in different ways, doctors and nurses, right? Those serving on the front lines, Lord. May we follow and obey, but Lord, encourage them, give them wisdom. Help us all to be safe as you work through those leaders. And then, Lord, we pray for all who are sick. Uh, We think of those who are sick and suffering within our own congregation, Lord, and there are many and we continue to lift them up. We we think of our friends and family, Lord, who are suffering, and we ask that you would be with them. Lord, we pray for all who are sick with the coronavirus and we pray that you would make them whole and heal them. Lord, bless all and heal all who are suffering. Lord, we also think today of all of those who are helping to take care of the sick, doctors and nurses all of those who are on the front lines of, of, of the coronavirus and, and putting themselves in harm's way for our good. So, Lord, keep them safe and watch over them. Give them peace as they seek to serve. Heavenly Father, we, we know that in, even in these trying times that we have much to give thanks for. And, and so we, we pray that you would open up our eyes to the many gifts and blessings of life because they are still there. And so we, we thank you. And we praise you for all that you have given to us, our, our homes and our families, our clothes, the food that we have on the table, Lord. But we are always and forever grateful for the gift of your son, Jesus. Lord, we also pray today for the gift of your church, and we thank you for it. While we look forward to the day when we will meet again and we long to be back together with our, our church family, our brothers and sisters sitting in the pews or gathered together in our Bible study, sitting in homes, over meals with our our church friends. Lord, uh, we thank you that we are still the church and that we are still able to gather together even uh, via video, Lord, to to be your people. And so we ask that you would bless us and keep us as your church. For those who are really struggling at this time, Lord, we pray for them and lift them up. Whatever spiritual needs they might have, we, we pray that they would find encouragement. Uh, We pray that we would continue to be guided by your word in all truth and that we would continue to share your love. Lord, be with us all in our worries, and our fears. Lord, strengthen us in your grace and remind us of your love. We pray for all of these things in the name of Jesus, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Well, dear friends in Christ, I am so glad that you found us. And I pray that you were blessed by worship. I I pray that God's word and his love would encourage you in these troubling times, that we would not live in fear or worry, but that we would live with boldness and confidence in our Lord Jesus. And I pray that, that you would be filled with blessing this week. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. God bless everyone. Stay in touch. Be well.